social media, all right? We're calling this the social media trap. Now, I, I understand that maybe some in here just say, eh, not for me. I'm not a social media person, but I'm curious because I have learned that uh, over one-third of the world's population uses Facebook on a weekly basis. So I would just bet that maybe everybody in here has a Facebook account and is on Facebook in some way. Can you just do me a favor? Um, raise your hand if you have a Facebook account. Raise your hand. Okay. Raise your hand, okay, maybe if you have a Facebook account or if your wife has one or spouse has one and they kind of relay information to you through Facebook. Somebody in your immediate uh, marriage or family has Facebook. Raise your hand. That's you. That's everybody else too. I want to see everybody's hand if that was you before. Okay. All right, let's do this. If you just say, I'm not on Facebook, I'm not on Instagram, I, I am, I'm not a, a YouTuber, I don't, I'm not on any, any social media, raise your hand. Wow. Wow. I just want to say congratulations on living in a hole, first of all. And uh, honestly, there are some things we're going to talk about tonight, this social media trap, and you just haven't fell in it, and you're probably benefiting from that. And so we're going to talk about this social media trap because um, social media affects every one of our lives. Now, I would ask, uh, let me see the hands of those again who say, I don't have social media. Raise your hand. I just don't have it. Of those of you that don't have social media, how many of you consistently watch the news on television? Raise your hand. Okay, that seems to be your alternative. So you probably fell in the media trap, okay? But maybe not the social media trap. Uh, let's, let's take a look at this. And uh, I hope to maybe bring some things to light. But um, I have some things to share in my introduction. But then I, I want to point out, what are we talking about? How is social media a trap? Isn't it all good, right? You find friends and uh, connect and see photos of vacation and all these things we get to do, right? Church events are on there, right? Uh, how can social media be a trap? Social media, if you say, I'm not even really sure what that means. So let me just educate you. Social media is described as interactive technologies that allow the creation or sharing of information, ideas, career interests, and other forms of expression via virtual communities and networks. When I talk about social media tonight, um, mainly... I'll probably reference Facebook because I am on Facebook. I have a Facebook. Facebook. You just, it's one of those words. It's just you hear it every day all the time. Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. Did you see what was posted on Facebook? Did you hear what so-and-so said on Facebook? By the way, I heard this news on Facebook. Facebook is the way where America gets its news these days. And uh, you probably get your news from there. But you've got Facebook. Uh, many uh, are on Twitter, right? Twitter is a thing. Uh, some of you are like, Twitter is not my thing. Uh, Instagram is uh, growing, maybe even passing with the younger generation with the use of, instead of Facebook. So Instagram, it's mainly, it's like Facebook, but just pictures, right? You just like scroll pictures and video. And then you have uh, this thing called TikTok. How many of you have never heard of TikTok? TikTok, anybody here never heard of it yet? All right, TikTok is like, like hotter than ever. It's like the coolest thing ever. I'm not saying it's cool. I'm representing as, as what it's, what's said about TikTok. It's, it's all videos. 
the dumbest videos ever on TikTok, but it's where everybody's at. People, instead of Instagram, now it's kind of morphed into being on TikTok. You, uh, same idea, you scroll and you scroll and you scroll, but you're watching video instead of pictures or posts like you see on Facebook. But it's all social media, this place where people connect, post things, look at things, scroll, 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 right? You hear news on there, you, you learn about other people's lives on there, you see their pretty pictures on there, um, maybe not so pretty pictures, right? Uh, in 1973, how many of you remember that year very clearly, 1973? Me too. No, I don't remember that year. Wasn't around in 1973, but there was this man named Richard Serra in 1973. He was sort of a unique artist, and he made this piece of art, which was actually a video. Uh, it was, but it was like a plain video with these white words that would scroll, and it was meant to be kind of a, hey, wake up culture piece, like a, did you ever consider this was happening? And uh, he is known for coining the idea that if something is free, then you are the product. Let me explain. Nobody in here pays Facebook to use Facebook. Nobody in here pays TikTok to use TikTok. Uh, they're free. You get to connect and share and use those platforms for free. And Richard Serra, he, I'm going to highlight some things that he said in his, um, his short film, which was titled... Television delivers people. Back then, the medium of the day was television, right? Now we have internet and we have social media. But he called it television delivers people. The concept was if, if there's a product you're using that's free, well, you actually are the product. Let me, let me read some things. It'll make more sense to you. Uh, Richard, Sarah, in his piece, Television Delivers People, he said, It is the consumer who is consumed. You are the product of TV. You, maybe you thought television shows were, or maybe you thought on social media it's, it's the posts that are the product. You are delivered to the advertiser who is the customer. He consumes you. The viewer is not responsible for programming. You are the end product. There's a lot more in there. And then he goes on to say, 75% of news is received by you from television. That's as it was in 1973. What goes on over the news is what you know. Isn't that true? What we see on TV, what we hear on social media, what we're scrolling, that's kind of what we think about. That's what we know. That's what tells us today's news. That's why we hear, oh, what happened with, in our situation, even here in the church culture, what happened with Logan today, right? Pastor Tony's son. What's going on in the lives of our members here? Well, it's on Facebook. That's where you get your news, your, your information. What goes on over the news is what you know. It is the basis by which you make judgments. The articles you read are mainly found on the social media scroll that you have, the videos you watch. And now I know you watch them because some of you watching at home, and some of you here share them with me. You forward videos to me. And maybe you're here and you forwarded videos to other people in the church or someone's in forwarded videos to you. So I know you're watching videos on social media. Has anybody ever gotten a video from anybody else in here? Raise your hand. Maybe you're like, if not, maybe you sent those videos. But it's good, it's bad, we'll talk about it. But it's the basis by which you make judgments. You form opinions based upon what you see and what you read and what you look at. 
Richard goes on to say, you are controlled by the product. You are the controlled product of news programming. You pay the money to allow someone else to make the choice. You are consumed. You are the product of television. Television delivers people. And that was sort of a uh, viral video back then. Uh, Has any of you ever heard of that before, by chance? Maybe? No? Uh, That was something that stood out as kind of a uh, someone... Uh, like a voice in the wilderness, right? Somebody out there shouting and saying, hey, did you, are you guys, are you catching this? But that's not Scripture. But I, I want to read you something that Scripture does say. Uh, I want you to turn your Bible to 1 Peter 5, verse number 8. 1 Peter 5. 1 Peter 5, 8, the Bible says... Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Be sober, be vigilant, your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. In First Peter is a warning. Be sober means to be watchful. Don't be distracted. Pay attention. Be vigilant means be on guard. It means be attentive to danger. Why, why should we be watchful? Is there, is there someone trying to get us? Is there something happening that I'm just not aware of? It's kind of like what Richard Sarah was calling out here. The Bible says we have an adversary. That word adversary is the word enemy. Sometimes we think our spouse is the enemy. Sometimes we think our kids are the enemy. Sometimes we think liberals or conservatives or CNN or some other personality is the enemy. But the Bible says that's not your enemy. You have one. And this enemy that you have, this adversary, he's called the devil. The Bible says he's a roaring lion and he's walking about seeking whom he may devour. The word devour means to swallow up. The word devour means to consume. That's interesting and it stands out to me. Because I use social media. The Bible is telling me don't be distracted. Have you ever been distracted by social media? Don't be distracted. Be watchful. Be careful. Be vigilant. You have an enemy and he's trying to consume you. And it was interesting to me that in 1973 it was being said that there's something out there and uh, we're not consuming social media. Con- social media is consuming us. You understand? You are being consumed. And it, it made me think and, and ask the question, I don't, I don't understand, is, is it possible that Satan can use social media to consume me? to consume our time, to consume our cares, to consume our lives. Understand, John 10 tells us the thief. Satan is a thief. He steals things from us. He comes not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. There's an enemy we have. Be watchful. Be vigilant. You know, Facebook advertisers spend in a year $20.7 billion dollars 
you know what they're paying for? You. You got to think about that. The Bible calls Satan the God of this world. Satan is given temporary control over these things in this world. Uh, the Bible says uh, that be sober, be vigilant. Your adversary, the devil, is a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Uh, in Ephesians chapter 6, verse number 10, you're welcome to turn there. I want to show you this verse. You say, is the devil real? Listen, sometimes the devil's best lie is to convince you he doesn't exist. That's just something that Christians use as a, as a crutch when things go bad, when they can't find their keys. That's not true. The Bible speaks about this serpent, this evil one who is twisting God's word, who is in charge of the forces of darkness in this world, and they work behind the scenes. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 says, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord, in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. Well, why in the world do we need armor? Is it a fun illustration to color in kids' church? Or is there a reason that we need armor? Is, is there really an enemy that's trying to attack us? Put on the whole armor of God that he may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. He has his schemes, he has his plans, his ways. Is it possible, just open your mind with me, is it possible that in 1973 that his schemes included television? Is it possible that his schemes include using television today? Is it possible that now that we have internet, he uses the internet, he uses social media, he uses even Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, these things that we use. Now we think we're consuming it, but is it possible as there's one enemy that's out there trying to devour us, to consume us, that maybe he's consuming us through social media? The Bible says in Ephesians 6, verse 12, it continues, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. We're not fighting people, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Wherefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand. Uh, if you don't think Satan could use social media, where you've never opened yourself to the possibility of such, and you just think it's a fun place to find pictures of your relatives and share news, or you get your, you know, you know, your correct news, it's not your fake news on there. Uh, I want you to watch this. We're going to show a trailer. There is a video out there. I'm not preaching the video. We're going to go through a lot of scripture. But people in the world are recognizing that there's something going wrong with the habits of people that use social media. And the Bible says be vigilant. The Bible says be sober, be watchful, because we have an adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion. I just want you to watch this. You may not be able to hear it online for copyright reasons, but uh, everyone in here, please watch this, and then we'll come back to the message. When you go to Google and type in climate change is, you're going to see different results depending on where you live and the particular things that Google knows about your interests. That's not by accident, that's a design technique. What I want people to know is that everything they're doing online is being watched, is being tracked. Every single action you take is carefully monitored and recorded. 
A lot of people think Google's just a search box and Facebook's just a place to see what my friends are doing. What they don't realize is there's entire teams of engineers whose job is to use your psychology against you. I was the co-inventor of the Facebook like button. I was the president of Pinterest. Google, Twitter, Instagram. There were meaningful changes happening around the world because of these platforms. I think we were naive about the flip side of that coin. We get rewarded by parts, likes, thumbs up, and we conflate that with value and we conflate it with truth. A whole generation is more anxious, more depressed. I always felt like fundamentally it was a force for good. I don't know if I feel that way anymore. Facebook discovered that they were able to affect real-world behavior and emotions without ever triggering the user's awareness. They are completely clueless. Fake news spreads six times faster than true news. We're being bombarded with rumors. If everyone's entitled to their own facts, there's really no need for people to come together. In fact, there's really no need for people to interact. We have less control over who we are and what we really believe. If you want to control the population of your country, there has never been a tool as effective as Facebook. We built these things and we have a responsibility to change it. The intention could be, how do we make the world better? If technology creates mass chaos, loneliness, more polarization, more election hacking, more inability to focus on the real issues, we're toast. This is checkmate on humanity. This is on Netflix. If you're not aware of what Netflix is, it is not a Christian, uh, you know, promoting thing, okay? But these guys are realizing that there is a tool out there that millions, billions of dollars are used to train you, meant to control you, meant to change the way you think, what you do, what you buy, what articles you read, what you share with your family, what you share with your friends, how you respond to the things around you. John 8, 44, the Bible says, You are of your father the devil, and the lust of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth. Because there's no truth in him, when he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own. For he is a liar and the father of it. You know, the Bible doesn't describe Satan as a conspiracy theory. It describes him as a reality, okay? Satan is our enemy. He's a limited enemy, but he is our enemy, and he's trying to devour you. And the Bible says he's a liar. He's the father of lies. Have you ever considered that Satan could be using the news, the television, the social media that you consume to feed you lies. How many of you are at least with me that, okay, this is a possibility? You follow me? All right, thank you. Good. It's quiet in here. You look on Facebook, let me use Facebook as an example because you all get it, or Instagram or whatever, and you see people and they post all these great pictures. They're always the best pictures. And there's all of these tools to show how good it is and, and uh, change the filter. And we, we even talked about that, Pastor Tony, in a sermon series recently uh, about no filter. Um, 
But those things, uh, the, what, I, what I learned from that and what I've, what I've learned um, is that your body has natural chemical reactions to using Facebook, to getting notifications, even to getting text messages. And the advertisers want you, and these social media platforms are designed intentionally to capture your attention so that you look at their ads as you scroll through your stuff, so that you watch their videos for longer amounts of time. You understand? It's designed that way. Not for your benefit, but to train you and to capture your attention. The body, uh, when, when you get a notification or you feel your phone vibrate or you get excited that uh, you get likes on a post, uh, your body releases a natural chemical called dopamine. Dopamine uh, is that chemical uh, and, and Pastor Tony uh, hopefully will be able to preach even next week uh, on the topic, uh, the elephant in the room of pornography, sex, and purity. It's the same chemical that when you look at something you're not supposed to, your body releases a chemical making you feel happy and good that brings you back. It's an addictive chemical that naturally happens. So why is it that you keep checking your social media even though you know nothing is on there? It's because you like it, because it makes you feel good, because you get to see things that are happy, and it's a dopamine release. But Satan is smart. Satan knows how to capture you, and he knows how to lie to you. So we see these pictures, and we see uh, somebody's vacation, and we start to tell ourselves, I deserve better than I have. I deserve a vacation like that. You, you see people on dates with their spouse, you know, maybe it's the one date they had in six months or a year, but it, they are, they're on a date and you say, why don't we go on dates? Why am I so unhappy? Look at, look at how pretty she is or look at, look at how nice he looks. And we, we constantly scroll through and we compare ourselves. Satan feeds us lies that we deserve better than this. You deserve a better spouse. You, maybe you, you see people and... You, you, you're fed the lie that you don't measure up, that nobody likes you, that you're all alone in the problem you have, and everybody else has it together, but you're the only one that's alone. Sounds a lot like it's tricking us to covet, to lust, to devalue ourselves. These posts and this habit of using social media so much, you know, it convinces us that we're better if we have more followers that we're more valuable if we get more likes. Lies to us that you can never be successful like this person. You can never have the amount of money that this person has. Tells us that we're behind in life, that, man, we just, we're just behind and we need to catch up. You, you think about this whole pandemic and everything with it. Um, is there a chance that Satan uses this whole situation to instill fear in God's people? Yeah. Well, I mean, you get your news, but the thing about it is you're not controlling the articles that come on there. The articles are selected by some uh, people that are running these algorithms, and they're choosing for you the articles that you'll read, that you'll be most likely to share, that you'll be most likely to read and continue to read. So you see those advertisements, the ones that resonate with you the most. It's interesting. One of the worst parts about social media is that you are not in control of the content. Somebody else is making that decision for you. 
That's why it's a trap. So I, I want to talk about three things the Bible teaches us, but I, I just want to go in. How do we avoid the trap? How do we avoid the social media trap? What, what, does the Bible even address social media at all? What does it say? Uh, the first thing I want to talk about that the Scripture talks about is this need for us to guard our minds. Guard your mind. Listen, Christians are not meant to have other people making the decisions for what goes in your mind. That is our responsibility. That, that is what God gives us. In Philippians 4, verse 8, the Bible says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things. Who is it that sets the, the standard for what goes in your mind? Are you just hopping on social media or watching the news and just they're giving you whatever they're giving you? Do you know what they're going to be talking about on the news when you watch it? Do you know what's going to be coming up when you're scrolling? No, you don't. Somebody else is making that choice for you based upon how they think they can capture your attention. Uh, Proverbs 4, verse 23 tells us, Keep thy heart with all diligence. All diligence means all the effort you have. Keep thy heart. It's the idea of guarding, protecting, like a goalie, keeping stuff out of the net. The idea is I am stopping things from coming in that don't need to come in. Who is the guardian of your heart and mind? It's you. How are you doing with it? I'm speaking to myself here. Listen, there is a tool out there, and it's an elephant in the room because we all walk around on our phones, and we're all liking and sharing and, and getting on there, and we're scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. And sometimes we even go home at nighttime after a long day at work, and we're, we're not talking to our spouse. We're scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. We say, okay, I'll come to dinner. Scroll, 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 share, 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 whatever. We all get into that trap. We can do that. It's something that we're susceptible to. But I, have you ever considered that you're just allowing whoever or whatever computer or whatever professional advertiser to put in your mind whatever they want to. Uh, Facebook has this feature and uh, it's Instagram as well. Uh, but they, they, you can switch over to this tab that's like videos. And they're like the most viral videos ever. You click on the video tab and it's just like viral video after viral video. And who doesn't love a viral video? Anybody in here? We love them. That's why they're viral. People falling off of things and hurting themselves or puppy dogs doing things and there's all these viral videos. That's what TikTok is. It's just constantly uh, eye-catching videos. But are you in control or are you just giving your mind over to whatever you're scrolling, whatever comes next? That's the whole thing is you just, it's almost the excitement of, oh, I don't know what's going to come up. I wonder what I'll see. I wonder what I'll see. That's not biblical. Keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. What you put in your life is what's going to come out of your life. The Bible goes on to say, put away from thee a froward mouth and, put, and perverse lips put far from thee. Are you allowing social media to feed you language? Cursing, sexual language? The Bible says put it far from thee. 
We just have to get to a point to where we say, listen, I understand I have an enemy and he's trying to devour me, but we're over here making excuses for, well, this is what everybody's doing. It's just social media and what's one little word or what's one uh, video that maybe I shouldn't watch? Well, it's one. It, it's, it's not keep thy heart with all diligence. It's not whatsoever things are true, honest, just, pure, lovely, good report. Put away from the afroward mouth and perverse lips put far from thee. Let thine eyes look right on and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. The Bible says, ponder the path of thy feet and let all thy ways be established. Turn not to the right hand nor to the left. Remove thy foot from evil. So I ask you, when it comes to social media, the Bible says, ponder the path of thy feet. It means before you put anything in your mind, Consider it carefully. Ponder the path. It means make every step a sure step. Are you taking intentional steps? Or are you just letting come whatever comes? Are you just listening to whatever? I, I know people that constantly have a news network playing in their house. They're just it's constantly playing. You have no control of whatever they're going to say. They're going to tell you what they want to tell you. They're going to teach you what they want to teach you. God calls us to guard our minds. Maybe it's possible that God, that, uh, not God, but Satan is using the media that we consume uh, to bring negative effects into our life. You say, why don't I have peace in my life? Why, don't, why, why am I so anxious in my life? Why do I feel so alone? Why do I feel like I'm not enough? Maybe it's because you're constantly watching. Why am I afraid? Why am I so afraid? Maybe you're allowing that just to come and feed in your mind. Are you guarding your mind? I, I want to read a verse to you. It's in Romans 8, 6, and it talks about your mind. And it, it contrasts the carnal mind, a fleshly mind, uh, and it contrasts a spiritual mind. And, and that's what happens when we, when we put carnal, worldly things in our mind. We, we have a carnal mind. The Bible says in Romans 8, 6, For to be carnally minded is death. It doesn't get specific in application but it contrasts, it says, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. There is a value on the health of your mind. Some of us are just giving our mind over to whoever wants to control it. We're in, in, in essentially giving it over to Satan, the prince of this world, the, the spiritual wickedness in high places. Carnal media produces a carnal mind which produces carnal people which brings death. You understand? Carnal media produces carnal mind, which produces carnal people. And the Bible says, for to be carnally minded is death. If your relationship is struggling, and you say, I just don't know what's going on, how are your social media and media of any kind habits? What are you watching? What are you listening to? That's the issue. That is the issue. Why are my teenagers so anxious and depressed? Well, quit giving them a stupid cell phone. That's the issue. That's the problem. Do you understand? You've given, the, the, so you've given someone else control of their thoughts and their mind constantly, whether you're giving it to their friends or you're giving it to whoever is controlling the social media that they use. That's who you're giving it, it to. Carnal media produces a carnal mind, which produces carnal people. If you've got carnal media going into the minds of a church, it produces a carnal church. Does that make sense? Proverbs 23, 7 says this, For as he thinketh in his heart, so 
is he? Your mind is somehow connected to your heart. It's a gateway to your heart. And you say, how, how does Satan gain a foothold in my life? I, I have a, an image that I'd like uh, to be put on the screen here. Uh, this is uh, my beautiful graphics on the computer. Uh, you say, how does Satan get my heart? Well, Satan has control of some things in this world. You say, Satan, he, I don't see him anywhere. He works behind the scenes. He's got his uh, angels, these devils, these demons that do what they do. And you say, I don't believe it. The Bible says he's not a figment of your imagination. The Bible says he's not a conspiracy theory. He is your enemy and he's seeking whom he may devour. You just heard that $20.7 billion is spent in advertising to capture your mind and attention. And you say, I don't believe Satan has anything to do with that. Years ago, you never would have been scrolling past what you find now on Netflix, which the, the main stuff on Netflix is rated mature. Every time you scroll on something on Netflix, if those of you that have it, you know it starts playing a trailer. What do you do when the trailer comes on? You watch the trailer. Well, why did you watch the trailer? Did you intentionally sit down and say, I'm going to watch the trailer for this rated mature show or movie? No, you didn't. It was put in front of you. Somebody else did that. Somebody controlled that. You get on YouTube and there's all these recommendations. You, maybe you even look up something from the Bible or something from church. And then you get all these things. COVID-19 news and uh, look at this viral video and look at this. This is what you should think and believe. And you start clicking and watching and watching and sharing. Who, did you intentionally, did you ponder the path of your feet? Or do those videos just get fed to you? They're getting fed to you. Facebook, TikTok, Disney+. Plus. CNN, Fox, Instagram, you could go on, the list goes on. But Satan has influence over those things, no doubt about it. And those things enter into your mind because you watch them, you listen to them. And the Bible says, as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. Satan enters your mind and Satan enters your heart. And he gets a foothold in these things. You've got to guard your heart. This is things we, we should be teaching our kids, but we're playing around in social media and all the other stuff that's out there. And you say, I'm glad I don't have social media. Well, turn your TV off, right? Or do something about that because maybe that's your issue. I'm saying we're all susceptible to allowing Satan to consume us, to devour us. Number one, how do we avoid the social media trap? We guard your heart, guard your mind. Number two, live intentionally. Live intentionally. Proverbs 3, verse number 5 says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. Be not wise in thine own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. The Bible describes Christians that walk intentionally. They make decisions with thought. Careful decisions. Be sober, be vigilant, right? We don't carelessly rush forward into things. That's, that's a descriptor of Christians. We, we acknowledge God in all our ways. Do you acknowledge Him when it comes to what you watch on TV and the social media and the time you spend on that? Have you said, God, I'm going to stop and acknowledge you. Do you want me to be doing this or not? Why don't you try that one? What do you think He's going to say? I'll let you listen to his answer. 
In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. We live spirit-directed, biblical, intentional paths. That's the life of a Christian. It's not, what does the world have to show me today? It's not wake up and see, what does my phone tell me to do today? It's what does God tell me to do today? You say, well, I, I don't have control over it. That's the problem. You're, you're tuning into something that is feeding you what you need to do and what you need to think. Psalm 37, 23 tells us the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And he delighteth in his way. We're to have steps that are ordered by the Lord, not ordered by someone else. Not ordered by our own way, ordered by the Lord. Romans 12, verse 2. You, these are all very well-known verses. Be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. If you're seeking to do the will of God, you've got to do some things that are non-conforming. Non-conforming. Conforming is, oh, TikTok is the hottest thing. I gotta be on TikTok. YouTube is, I, I, gotta be, I, gotta, I gotta be present where everybody else is present. Well, maybe you don't have to be. Maybe you shouldn't be. Maybe I shouldn't be. You gotta think about these things. Be not conformed. Is it possible that you've got more conforming happening in your life than transforming? Live intentionally. Question whether or not the steps you're taking on a day-by-day -day basis with the choices you make for what you put in your mind, what you watch, what you listen to. Is it spirit-directed? Have you acknowledged the Lord? Is it biblical? Have you, uh, do you decide your steps by some amount of biblical advice and guidance? Live intentionally. Intentionally doesn't mean accidentally. It means well thought out. Be sober, be vigilant. The third thing, how do we avoid the trap? Third thing we need to do is pursue your relationship with Jesus. It's not about just avoiding bad, okay? The Christian life isn't, isn't about that. Hey, let's keep all the bad, let's just, let's just keep all the bad out. I, I want to read something for you, and, and this, is, uh, this was convicting to me to read it. Um. Uh, I heard a, a pastor a long time ago. It was either on a podcast or in person. I don't know. I, I try to avoid cliche statements because it's like, I don't want to say something just because it's cliche. You know, I don't want to do that. But uh, he said something to the effect of, why don't you get your nose out of Facebook and put it in God's book? You know, something like that. And uh, it's very cliche, but it's true. And I, I just want to read Psalm 1 to you. Because Psalm 1 is a, is a chapter of the Bible. Maybe you, you know it. You say, I know, where, I know what it's going to say. But maybe you haven't read it in a while. Maybe you haven't heard it in a while. But it's a, it's a, it's a chapter, it's a psalm that really highlights the importance of our time in the Bible. I'm just going to read the six verses here. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. The word blessed means happy. Blessed, the one who's not listening to ungodly advice. He's not where the sinners are. He's not sitting in the, the seat of the scornful, the people that scorn God and hate God. But his delight, what do you delight in? 
His delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Let's go back and look at verse 2. His delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. Out of all the things you do in a given day, what is it that you do, do, day and night that seems to consume your time? The thing that you're coming back to, maybe that you delight in. A lot of us fall into a trap. First thing we do when we get up, pick up our phones, read our emails, we scroll Facebook, we see what somebody else is putting in front of our eyes. What do we do before we go to bed? We look at our phone. We scroll, we scroll, we scroll. Maybe you say, I'm glad I don't do that smartphone thing. Well, you wake up in the morning, turn on the TV, see what's going on today, or you read the newspaper, whatever media it is that you have, and you do the same thing, maybe for hours and hours and hours in a given day. But the Bible tells us not to be conformed to the world, to be transformed by the renewing of our mind. This book here tells us that the blessed man delights in the law of the Lord, and he meditates in that day and night. Um, does anyone feel like this is a little bit convicting? When was the last time that you said, I just delight to sit down and read my Bible? Let's take it a step further. Where do you read your Bible? Is it on your phone? Or is it in a book? You say, oh, Bible's okay on the phone. Bible's okay on the phone. Listen, uh, this is something to think about. I I have been questioning this myself because um, when when I sit in church, and you can call me out on it, when I sit in church over here, though, uh, I read my Bible on my phone. I bring my phone with me because maybe maybe because I'm lazy. I don't want to bring. I don't want to forget my Bible over here and have to take it back up to my office. You know, I don't want to do that. You got to carry this extra thing around my Bible. Uh, Some of you are like you're just so used to you bring your Bible. Well, do you know what happens when you have your Bible on your phone? distractions. You get notifications from Facebook. You get notifications from uh, that. On my phone right now, I've got uh, notifications that people are visiting our website, that there's motion at the front door. How many of you guys get those notifications all the time? I've got text messages. I've got something from LinkedIn. Uh, Christopher, do you know? And then it lists some person. Uh, I've got something. um, Oh, did you forget something? I've got this thing that tells me uh, that I should drink some water. I need to drink. I'm thirsty now. The thing is, when you have your Bible on a phone, I don't want to over-spiritualize this or anything, but if there is an enemy that is against you, trying to devour you, and the Bible says, be vigilant, be sober. You have an enemy. He's seeking to devour you. And what, what do you think an enemy would want you to do when it comes to reading God's Word? He wants to distract you. He wants to tell you that there's something more important going on than doing that. I'm not saying the Bible app is bad or it's not helpful to find great devotions and great material. I read something really good on there. But I tell you what, 
and this is something I'm thinking on very strongly, is that when I have my Bible, I don't get any notifications. It's the one thing that you can pick up and nobody's going to bother you. It's just you and God. And the thing is, we need to live intentionally. We need to pursue our relationship with Jesus. The Bible says that the blessed man delights in the law of the Lord and he meditates in it day and night. I wonder if every single time for the last year, if you've only used the Bible app, that every single time you've been distracted every time you read your Bible. Well, that's, we're not going to get very far as a church if we're doing that. If, we, if that's the, the life we live with our Bible, if that's the relationship we have with our Bible. Colossians chapter 3 tells us, If ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above. See, the thing is, we have our focus is being set for us, and we need to do some setting of our own focus. You with me? What do you care about so much? Is it what everybody else has got going on, or is it what God has going on? It's really the, the question. 1 John chapter 2 tells us, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof, but he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. Let's bring this to a conclusion here, and I've got some questions for reflection tonight. I definitely believe social media is a trap and can be a trap. You say, it's not a trap for me. Well, good for you. You know, I'm happy for you. But there is an enemy that you have. And I'm telling you that there is a tool out there that's highly addictive called social media. The news is highly addictive. They're trying to put out the, the most juicy uh, stories, the most out-of-this-world stories, the stories that capture your attention, the breaking news. You know, the only thing that's breaking is you, right? Your mind is broken. You can't think right. You can't go out in public without being afraid. I'm not even talking about COVID. I'm not, I'm not, that's part of it. That's just one aspect of it. What you put in your mind affects you. It is and can be a trap. And if you are saying, I believe the Bible, you've got to believe that you have an enemy. Or else Satan's already tricked you. He's already got you. Social media clearly promotes division. It's where you share your opinions and think there's no repercussions. It's where you talk and, and blast out whatever you say that you'd never say to anybody's face. Uh, social media promotes materialism. You're constantly seeing what other people have. Every other thing you see is an advertisement telling you why, you know, I, I tell you what, one of the things, and it's, it's really bad, I like my advertisements on Facebook. I really do. They've got me down to a science and I've bought so many things I got on Facebook. Maybe this is my counseling session. But listen, uh, they, they, they know you too. And it's weird because when you're having a conversation with your friend, uh, about five minutes later you get on Facebook, you're going to see whatever it was you're talking about. Seriously, I don't know how they do it, but they do it. But it promotes materialism. We're not supposed to be focusing on the stuff we can get, yet we go back, most people, hours a day, I, I heard uh, this was um, in, uh, t so this is uh, t 2021, right? 2021. Ten years ago, the average use was 12 minutes, okay? 
12 minutes, and it's gone. Uh, what I was reading was tenfold in 10 years, uh, the time you spend on social media. Uh, it promotes materialism. It promotes wasting time. It promotes um, a lot of times uh, when we host fundraisers uh, for this nonprofit that we're a part of, you know when we like to host them? Uh, during business hours. You know why? Because all of you that work are on your phones during business hours and the same thing with everybody else in the world. Everybody is trapped on social media while they're supposed to be working. doesn't promote good work ethic. It steals focus from your priorities. We often sacrifice family time out during the day for checking email, uh, checking the news, checking our posts. Maybe it's dinner time and you're on the phone. It promotes, uh, it steals. The Satan is out to steal, kill, and destroy. He steals from your family, steals you away. It promotes hypocrisy. Uh, social media is the place where we all go to create what we call an image. We have a personal brand these days, right? Uh, don't put any photos out on social media that would look bad. Always put the good photos. That's like the rule, right? You never post anything bad. You always post things good. Always the highlights. Well, I know uh, because I see you here and I talk to you here and you know as well Life isn't all highlights, okay? And people don't look the way they do on social media. They've got spots and wrinkles and issues, and they're not as pretty as they look on there. It's all an image. And Satan will trap you to keep up an image when really he wants you to be honest. He wants you to be you. He, your value is not in what you look like on social media he gives uh, pro social media as a trap to promote a false sense of validation and worth. The idea that if I have more likes, if people follow me, I'm important. That's not where Christians get their value from. You're important because Jesus died for you. That's where you get your value. You're a human being made in the image of God. Jesus loves you. Jesus died for you. And that's why you're valuable. You don't become any more valuable because of what you can post on social media or the cool videos you make or anything like that. And uh, we, we, we fall into that trap. So let's recap here. Satan is your enemy. He can and will deceive you with social media if you allow him. Satan gets to our hearts through our minds. And we must control what goes through our minds. We must give the spirit control to decide what goes through our minds. You follow me? Guard your mind, live intentionally, and pursue your relationship with Jesus. It's not about just saying, these are all the things I don't do. Do you delight in the law of the Lord? Do you spend time in the Bible day and night? If not, the answer is that we just seriously need to repent. Uh, repentance is used in the Bible over a thousand times. The idea that we need to confess our sin before God, the fact that we left Him and that our attention has been grabbed from other less important things, and God, we're going to give it back to you. All right, so here are a few questions tonight that you can ask yourself for reflection. Sorry this is so heavy. This is, uh, this is a heavy topic. I'm not apologizing. No, I'm not sorry. This is heavy. Get out of the trap, okay? I'm not going to apologize anymore. Uh, number one, ask yourself this. Why are you using social media? Why are you using social media? Are you on it just because everyone else is on it? Are you on it just because it's the thing to do? Are you on it because you're addicted to the things that are on it? Maybe you like to see the likes and you like to feel the appreciation. You need to question your motives. Um, now, a little caveat in a long message. 
Is it possible that you could be on social media for the right reasons? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you could. Um, we're supposed to take the gospel to the whole world, right? Do you know where the world at is at? At least a third of them are all on Facebook. What are you doing on there, right? Are you, are you actually getting on there to reach the world? Or are you just getting on there to gossip, share videos, see what's going on in the news so you know what to do? Ask God what you're supposed to do. Get wise counsel. Don't listen to other people. That's, that's what we do. So why are you using social media? Number two, is social media a problem for you? Has it, have you been believing lies? Are you caught in a trap? Are you spending too much time? If so, you need to fix that problem. Uh, number three, uh, are you, would, would, would your life be defined as a Psalm 1 Christian? Consistently spending time in God's Word? Or are you consistently captured by social media or the news or whatever, the newspaper? Some of you are way back, right? What, are you captured by that, which is an influence controlled by someone else, possibly the devil? Or are you consumed and controlled by your delight in the law of the Lord, the fact that you love Jesus and you're serving him and he is your delight. So those are some things to think about. Um, there are, if you're watching online, uh, the video that we showed here, uh, it, there's a link in the description. Also, if you guys want to go back, Richard, I think we're going to put another link in the description on this video uh, to a shorter video called The Social Media Trap. It's a YouTube link. Uh, it, it, it's just if you say, man, I really would like to hear this all again in an abridged version, or I'd like to share the idea with someone else, uh, this is like, you know, the boiled down condensed version. There's a link to it. But um, you may want to go online and educate yourself. <laughs> it's almost counterproductive, right? Honestly, you may want to educate yourself. Watch, um, if you happen to be on, you might just not get on Netflix. I'm just ruining this for myself. Listen. Satan is seeking to devour you. I have friends that have been devoured. I have family that have been devoured. And you say, social media is not my issue. Well, if that's not your issue, just I hope this is a bonus episode, a bonus message for you. Satan's going to find another way to devour you. Be sober, be vigilant.